You're listening to Sarah Hagen backstage with interviews and insights from years inside the music industry. Join Sarah as she talks with masters of their crafts, finding out what makes them tick both inside and outside of the music business. Welcome to Sarah Hagen backstage. My guest today, JJ Johnson, is an amazing drummer who has played with some of the most incredible guitar players in the world, including Lenny Kravitz, John Mayer, Susan Tedeschi Trucks, Derek Trucks, and now Gary Clark Jr. Today, I'm going to talk to JJ about getting his start in drumming, playing with these incredible musicians, and getting back out on the road after being home for so long during the pandemic. So come along with me as I catch up with JJ Johnson. JJ, welcome to the podcast. Thank you. Nice to see you, Sarah. It's so nice to see you too. It has been a very long time. It has. Wow. Yeah, <laughs> to say the least. And we are not too far from each other right now. You're in Maine, of yes. course. There's a couple of states away from me. Yeah. Um, and I'm waving to you from a couple of states away, but <laughs> we're, both, <laughs> we're both in New England. So yes. that's, you know, it's as close as we've been in a long time. Right. Well, I'll take it for the time being. <laughs> right, exactly. Same here. So tell me how you've been. I know it's been uh, such a time, of course, you know, through yeah. the quarantine and everything. How have you been through everything? I've been uh, pretty good considering, um, you know, a lot of, you know, struggles. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not unique to everyone else that's had to mm-hmm. deal with so many different things and some losses and um and just the challenges of you know it's uh, unprecedented and something obviously i don't think any of us foresaw happening and particularly in in the industry that we we work in and how that kind of um, you know we're affected by by things like this you know the first to go and the last to to be thought of and you know i get it because it's you know classic classic fashion with the arts that's a very common story, but um, but considering all those things, are pretty good. And and there were some silver linings um, in the trenches through all of this. I think it allowed for a lot of reflection and uh, and then just basic time too. I think which a lot of us um, really needed and uh, for things to slow down to be able to kind of reassess things. Um, so I, I, after a while. I kind of started to get in that headspace and and think of it in uh, in regards to to dealing with the challenges mm-hmm. and that and, and that light and uh, and there were some really great things that have developed out of that. And the time. Yeah, yeah. I think I think for our industry, it was one of those things where a lot of us were at first um, kind of like in in denial that this was happening for a moment. Like, is it really this, you know, this can't really be happening and it can't really last as long as lasting and all of that. And then I think you're right. Like once that reality took over, like, okay, this is the new situation that we're in and it's not going away. And how do I figure things out? Yeah. And then, yeah. And then, and then that like learning to live with it, learning to figure out like how, how to come through it and and finding the silver linings. I think that's been like a theme. Yes. Um, 
among everyone. What, what, um, for you, what were the things that came out of it that, that were the positives? Um, well, initially, of course, it's, you know, I have, I'm still raising a young, a young boy and, mm -hmm. um, and he's, well, he's, you know, 13 mm -hmm. and, um, and that's, you know, everything that comes with that, that period. Yes. Um, and then, you know, it's typical, I'm, I'm always really busy and I'm traveling quite a bit. And, um, so it really allowed for me, I've never, I've been, which a lot of us said, you know, I haven't been home for, um, at that pace for many years. Mm -hmm. And, um, and so it was a great opportunity to be, you know, day to day, um, spending time with him and, um, locking in and, you know, mm -hmm. um, so that was great. And that's been great. And in terms of our development and our relationship and, you know, continuing, um, and then beyond that, um, I think right as right before things kind of happened, I had uh, made some a significant change in my course and, and decided to uh, leave the Tedeschi Trucks band um, after 10 years. Um, I just, you know, just felt it was time for a change for me. Mm -hmm. And um, and it was all amicable. You know, as I mean, obviously, there was um, obviously some disappointments, but um, we're all family and and friends so I, that was you know that's the way that will that will be um mm -hmm. and shortly junior had reached out to me and he, you know he i think it was a timing thing i think he was also ready for some changes and and things and mm -hmm. and so it kind of it, it teamed up at the right right time you know in terms of me moving forward and, and wanted to be a part of something else and that felt my, a good space, a good place for me, and um, so we we started. You know, plans were starting to develop, and obviously, we know how what happened. Mm -hmm. um, but with that, I think because of you know there was a there were some changes within his unit, and so we so we needed to to find uh, some other people as we sort of rebuilding his thing, and um, and I think had things been different like if we were on schedule the way things were were um, originally sort of planned it would have been of a rush mm -hmm. to try to to you know to put things together and and really make sure we were finding the right people and the right fit and this time allowed for that and not only that it's um it's allowed for us to really discover stuff um like a sound and it's, it's 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 really become it's a true collective and everybody's <clears throat> excuse me bringing um we're writing as a band and um and so we we've you know for months and months and months of just with no rules no no preconceived agenda about what we're trying to do just kind of listening to each other and throwing stuff up against the wall and we have hours and hours of material like that and sort of seeds and, and others with mm -hmm. other people would come in and have ideas and you know we would start with that i mean you know it's like it's been a great opportunity for me to be explore some of my my vision and, mm -hmm. and how i hear and see music and um but it's it's truly operated as a collective so this time has really allowed for that to develop and then um 
and then where we are now. So this is our second run that we've been on since uh, we decided it, well, things opened up a little bit more and we yeah. had the opportunity to go out and, and do some touring. So we did another a run back in, I don't know, September into October, maybe. Mm-hmm. Something like that, yeah. And then this is uh, this is the I think we're almost two weeks into this run, and that's, that's so great. it's been. Um, um, and also, we're trying to finish up a record. So with all that, you know, there's a, there's been a lot of work and development through this time period, and so we're kind of um, not really trying to rush stuff. We take our time and, and mm-hmm. do, you know make sure we're putting out something that we feel 100% about, um, but it's really different. It's really, it's exciting, because I think it's a kind of a, definitely a new territory that he hasn't, we haven't heard from him yet, and it's, you know, wow. it's, it's, the, it's a, it sounds like what the five of us sound like. Um, that's, that's amazing. I'm excited yeah. to hear that. That's, uh, yeah. yeah, I can't, I'm, I'm kind of like, hearing it in my head think no you know knowing yeah. what you sound like knowing what he sounds like um but that's really exciting and and it's incredible that you had that time to take your time and to mm-hmm. like figure out how you play together what your sound is develop that because that is something that it it doesn't happen often and yeah yeah so that's a pretty that's a pretty great thing and you were telling me that you close to each other close enough to where like you could yeah. still play together through this whole time period which is amazing it is and i've never um it's been a while since i've, I've been in a situation with you know professionally working that um because these days i mean you know, so many people whether you're it's a band or you you work as a a side man most people live in different parts of the country or the world and mm-hmm. people in typical fashions you know, because of the transportation that we have available, it's it's fine. It's not typically not an issue, but this is different. It was also something that he was kind of insistent on. He wanted somebody that was local. And so, you know, we had to go figure out. So there were a number of people who came through and just really tried to find the right fit in which and I'm and I'm grateful for what we came up with and that and how that feels. And it's just it's it's it makes the difference in something really being rather than someone who's um, somebody's really integrated and in, in there for the for the cause and rather mm-hmm. than someone who's just showing up to do a job right um, and that's that's fine too but that's not what he wanted to cultivate sure uh, i love that it makes all the difference yeah i and again i'm so excited to hear the the new project i think me too i'm excited yeah. for people to hear it and, you know, i'm it's, sure it's going to be great <laughs> <laughs> exciting uh, i hope that people love it but uh, we're almost there there. Yeah, and and how have the shows been um, since you get got back on stage? How have I mean you're starting a new thing like playing live with a new um, you know group? How has it been after the quarantine? I think it was pretty um, as you would predict. Like um, as well as us being excited about going out and playing music like on a stage and mm-hmm. you know with a with really nice production and the energy of people. I, mean, I think obviously people were so happy to be out and seeing live music. And once again, just you know, reiterating the, the fact of the um, how important um, it is to people and, and what it does um, 
whether you're creating that or uh, being or somebody is taking it in mm-hmm. and, and being entertained or you know it, it's it's really a beautiful thing um so we're seeing all of that and, and the level of excitement is pretty it's it's amazing that's so, so great all the shows have been really good and then you know the band is just getting better night to night as we're getting to know each other like from that perspective because we coming out of like being in the studio band and trying to project these things live and then opening up and communicating you know just playing with a little bit more and improvisation just you know that those extra fun things other than just playing playing in and around what's arranged and communicating with the other and just like you know those things that happen night to night where things pop yeah. up and and it's like wow you know yeah the discoveries right yeah yes. the, the unpredictability and and discoveries of playing live i think that's, yeah it's like another element of excitement i think it is it's one of the things that i miss sometimes you know as much as i because i you know, and this is another thing that having conversations with fellow musicians through this time period, I think some people, um, some of the, the, I think some of the self-searching that some people landed on were like, I guess some guys were like, I don't think I ever want to go back on the road again after mm-hmm. being home um, for a certain period of time, in which I understand that. Um, sure. I get it. And because um, the studio is, is an environment that I really love as well. That's very different than playing shows live. I think they're two different kind of things, although they're, you know, very artistic spaces, but I, you know, I'm just constantly reminded of the moment getting out there playing in front of people. It's like, yeah, I, I, I do miss this and I couldn't just put it away. Um, and also just being thankful to, you know, and grateful to be able to do that. Um, but yeah, I, I, yeah, I do understand the idea of sometimes like being in the studio and creating and just that that process is really is fun and it's mm-hmm. fascinating and rewarding. Right. Um, yeah. But I kind of I prefer to have a kind of balance of the both. You know? Yeah, absolutely. And yeah. I know it has I think it's changed a lot of people's perspectives because life on the road isn't easy mm-hmm. and so, and like you said, um, <laughs> it still isn't right. It's not, it's, and it's, and it's made a little bit harder, I think, because of, mm. um, because of the new normal with the regulations yeah. and all the stuff and, you know, and, and then also things getting postponed and canceled and, you know, we hear about that all the time. So yeah. it does add like another layer of, uh, uncertainty and maybe stress to the whole thing. But, um, <clears throat> but yeah, I mean, live music is so incredibly important and I, I can't wait to get back out. I haven't actually been to a show yet and I know, I know. Well, the, the the few shows that I was supposed to go to um, were actually postponed or canceled. So, um, but Nate Smith is coming next. Wait, a couple days. He's coming in a couple days. With uh, with his group? With Kinfolk. Yes. I just saw him uh, a few weeks ago. He came through Austin with, uh, with Brittany Howard. Yes. So great, right? Definitely. I mean, he's so inspiring and that whole band is amazing, but he, what he, you know, you know, he's, he's just like, he's definitely one of my favorite people. Um, and I'm glad to see that he's getting the attention that he's getting because it's well-deserved and just because he comes from a very special, he's got his own thing. 
He does. Um, I love watching and listening to him play. So that's, yeah, that's, that's beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. So hoping, hoping to get out and see him in a couple of days. We'll yeah. be my first show back. I might cry. I feel, <laughs> I feel like, <laughs> it's all right. It's all, you know? it's, it's a joy. And so, because that's a beautiful thing about music. It's just like, it's, it's very emotional, yes, you know, it is. Absolutely. I was, <clears throat> I was touched by something, you know, just reading, um, off topic a little bit, but there was something I read. I had got up early this morning and, um, just doing some research, and there was something that Dave Grohl. I, I wish I could remember the quote, but it it just uh, it just hit me in a way that made me well up. You know, yes. just really yes. a beautiful phrase. <clears throat> and, and and talking just about music, you know how music how music is in the air. I can't remember the quote. Um, some some interview that he did, but it is. I think know. I know. I think I know what you're talking about, and I can't quite think of it either, but. I love, you know, Dave, um, he has that book out. I haven't read it yet, but it's yeah. on my list. I need to read the book. Um, but his his um, view on music and, and how he talks about it is so relatable. Yep. You know, you you hear him talk and you read and it's just like, yeah, that's, that's me too, mm. you know? So I just, I can't wait to read that book. Um, I have a trip coming up and I think I'm going to grab that so that I can read it on the flight. <clears throat> Um, yeah, I need to. I mean, I need to read the books that I've been buying for the last two years. I, See, I mean, I've, I've got this ridiculous stack, and I'm, while I'm traveling too, and I'm not reading any of them right now. Yes. I, so I, I, you know, I, I don't like traveling with a. I love hardbacks, but I, they're a pain in the ass to yes. travel with. Yeah. And then you know, but I'm home. I'm looking. I mean, it's literally, I have a stack of books that I haven't. I've just been sort of collecting them. So my kind of work is cut out for me whenever I stop it. Exactly. Yeah, I'm is. I'm in the same boat. I totally, totally sympathize with that. And they just they just add up because you think like, oh, I really want to read that, but then there's always something else happening. I feel like, and yeah. even through even through this um, this period of being home, there's been a lot to do. There's been a lot, a lot yeah. going on. Um, yeah. You know, but I did I did make it through um, quite a few books and got the stack down slightly, but. Nice. Um, and then I have great friends who like lend books and they, you know, I, they I, say, Hey, thought of you. And I think you'd love this book and I can't wait to read it. And, yeah. and then it just, yeah, they just stack up, but yeah, I love that. Yeah. Um, that's kind of my favorite. It's kind of, I mean, similar to records and you know music sharing that yes. way I kind of prefer that. Cause the other thing is like, you know, after you've read books, you know, even just once or, you know, maybe a couple times, several times, it's like, you know, pass it on, mm -hmm. <clears throat> and it's it's nice to do. And if often, I've I've been uh, on the receiving end of um, receiving some amazing things from friends, and that's um, all. Though I need to check. I was like, do you want that book back? Yeah, kind of kind of thing, you know. Yes. Um, but it's you know, at like certain things, it's like um, things come around. You know, I agree. Best yes. to share them. Absolutely. Um, yeah. yeah. And I, actually, a few weeks back, I got a book in the mail. I have no idea who sent it to me. I have to remember to post about this and ask because it was the Charlie Watts um, Sympathy for the Drummer book, Why Charlie wow. Watts Matters. And it was brilliant. It was such a great book. And I read it. I finished it like two days before he passed away. Um, um, 
and it just had, you know, I felt like even closer, you know, to, yeah. to him and his, and his story. And it was just such a beautiful book, but I don't even know. Someone sent it to me and I've asked everyone I can think of if it was them and it was not. So I don't know. <clears throat> I mean, that's I very know. sweet and beautiful. You yes. know, I'm, I love yeah. them in those nice surprises, you know, without them just like, yeah, hey, it's, I love when people just show up in that way. So nice. Yeah. And so meaningful and timely. It was just, mm -hmm. yeah, that was wonderful. Um, so I do want to talk about, I do want to go back in time a little bit. And you mentioned Austin a few times and you actually yeah. grew up, you grew up in Austin, Texas, right? You I, well, part of my life, I grew mm -hmm. up, um, I was born in San Antonio and I, that came up, that's a big part of my upbringing as well. Um, mm -hmm. I moved to Austin later. Um, but at this point in my life, I've spent more of my life in Austin mm -hmm. than San Antonio. Um, but yeah, I was I was born there and went to school. You know, typical like. Well, uh, you know, I'm trying to think of what year. My father was in the military, so we um, we lived in Germany for a short period of time in my younger years. Oh wow! <clears throat> for at least I don't forget maybe at least a couple, two or three years. Mm-hmm. And then um, right before I started school, we moved back, I believe. And um, yeah, but grew up there. Music was a big thing with my parents. Um, I think my dad made a, I think he, when he owned, he owned a trumpet. I think he played trumpet when he was in high school. Okay. <clears throat> and um, the marching band. Mm -hmm. But, you know, that was the extent of it. But he was just a, a nut for music. You know, it was always around. And um, and just watching them, like, the like you know, whether it was singing along to records at home and playing them or in the car, it was nonstop. It was, you know, or just having get-to-go, get-togethers get over the house with, with friends and everybody's dancing. And, or, you know, me and my dad playing like, you know, somebody's got – a broom and yeah. <laughs> a mic stand. My dad was a very big James Brown fan, so that was some really early, some of the earliest things and influenced me that I heard. And definitely, I, I know that was a big part of my influence. By the by, the time I got around to playing the drum set, it was kind of mm -hmm. trying to play one of you know that sort of. Not it didn't sound anything like that. Yeah, but, but that makes yeah, sense you know, though. That was um, that was the first thing I sat down and played on the, on the drum set when I had put hands on it, mm -hmm. and um, but yeah, a lot of you know a lot of everything. Actually, my dad had a really. I mean, they were primarily like blues and, and soul music. You know, my, my fam, my parents are from Louisiana, and um, actually, they my parents went to kindergarten together. Oh my enough. gosh! Yeah. Um, I love that. My parents went to kindergarten together too, and see, it's so it's so sweet. <laughs> it is, um, and yeah, and so there's so many enriching things, you know, that they just had, mm -hmm. you know, with the, whether they they were intentional or not, but just the, that environment of, mm -hmm. um, you know, my dad's, my dad's, uh, one of his adages was like, you do what you, you do what you have to do to do what you want to do, which applies to so many different things and. That's so yeah. good. It's always in my head, you know, basically, you know, you have to, 
you know, you can have fun, but you have to take care of what you need to take care of. Absolutely. Um, but definitely have fun. Yes. Um, Work know. hard, play hard, right? Exactly. Yeah. So that's definitely been absorbed. Um, but yeah, so I was probably really, you know, having all that growing up and then I got, you know, was hit by the bug of rock and roll, whether it's other friends in the neighborhood or, you know, a music programs on television late night whatever um mm -hmm. so then i was like oh i really was drawn to the guitar actually initially um, as early as like maybe eight i think wow um, and i just never quite happened well my parents for whatever reason didn't i was one of those christmas list things you know yes like oh well, here's my opportunity to cash in <laughs> and uh, so, I, I'm, you know, back in the day when I was growing up, they had catalogs, you know, so. Yes. It's like, ah, I know what circle, I want. Yeah, yeah, circle the things in the catalog. The Sears mm. catalog, I remember. Yep. Yeah, that's what it was. And Specifically. Yes. And, uh, <laughs> so, you know, you're kind of hoping that morning. I mean, of course, there were some of the other things that you wanted as well. Mm -hmm. And uh, you go down there and it's like, ah. You start, you know, you go through your, roll up in your presence. And I sound so ungrateful saying this, but, you know. Western culture. Um, yeah, yeah, but it um, was a thing. Like the, I, yeah. I remember the drums in the Sears catalog. There were like yep. a few options, and there were guitars. Yeah. Um, but I would always also circle the drums in the Sears catalog. <laughs> so, <laughs> I they, know it's a they thing. They never showed up. Um, no. <laughs> and but by the you know, and then as I was getting older, meeting um, like-minded, uh, making like-minded friends, and out of just interest, whether it was like motor, motocross and, and BMX and, and rock music, mm -hmm. um, and then forming bands. At the, the first band was at 12 with my buddies, and we all, they had already gotten guitars. You know, they were taking lessons and, mm -hmm. and those things. And I'm just kind of hanging out. We listen to records and sitting there in bedrooms, watching them try to play the songs that we were listening to to records and mm -hmm. so over the course of time, I just started trying to find a way to participate in that and uh, just kind of playing on stuff, which seemed to kind of come natural. Um, and then gravitated toward playing the drums because it was, it just, it just spoke to me in a way. It just, it was like, I really felt like I had a handle on it. It was very natural, you know, yeah. with the type of coordination and just, and hearing, hearing a, a beat and being able to play that. Mm -hmm. uh, and so I was, I was, you know, it was like that bolt of lightning thing. Like the feeling it was like, I was just in, I was addicted, you know? And so yeah. after that, it was just, and it was also another way I could participate in playing music with, you know, my peers. Mm -hmm. And it just, it just took, I mean, I was just, everything else just went to the side, you know, cause I grew up playing a little bit of sports as well. Um, but that just, that drive and that bug of, of playing music and specifically playing drums was just my, was just my brain was preoccupied with that. So it, it still is, mm -hmm. you know? Um, but then I, I started when I got to junior high school, cause we didn't have any formal bands in elementary other than like we had a music class where, you know, you played a recorder and that was about the extent right. of public school. Um, and then by the time I got to junior high school, I joined the, the the concert band. And that's when a lot of stuff, like early formal studies kind of came into play for me, like mm -hmm. learning how to read and um, 
um, hold drumsticks. And also, you know, you had to play snare drum or, you know, some bass drum, mm-hmm. timpani, um, mm-hmm. mallets, all of that stuff. Which is great at the time. I was probably like, I, you know, everybody just wants to play the drum set. I don't want to do all this stuff. But, right. You know, so the foundation, <clears throat> right? It's tough. Yeah, it's tough when it you, is. you know, the drum set is such a cool instrument, and you want to play those songs that you love so much, yeah. and the foundation. It and it and it's not an easy. I don't think it's an easy um, instrument. You know, it takes a, takes a lot of time and effort. It does to lay that foundation to get to that point where you're. Mm-hmm jamming with your friends right and, yeah indeed and um so with that quickly i was the first i can't forget whenever um maybe it was in the fall it was for like once a school year starts and then uh, so you're preparing like so then there's contest mm-hmm. i think it's within the first 12 weeks i want to say i'm i forget but it seems like it was kind of in that like around fall season Mm-hmm. So we go to contests. You know, I have a um, a solo piece to to play in front of judges. Mm-hmm. It's like a, a Saturday, and uh, I did really good. Mm-hmm. I got I got a one in my solo. I probably have. I think I have that piece somewhere. I can't remember the name of it, but um, just uh, I remember walking out of there feeling great. My dad took me there, so he was waiting in the hallways while. I, of course, you know, that was nerve wracking too. Like you yes. know, anything that you're going to be, it was maybe one or two people and you set up your, you know, your snare drum mm-hmm. and then, you know, you play. I think yes. I, did, um, I did that and then I did a sight reading piece and uh, you're waiting around for your score. For your results. Yes. And I know. I was, I'm actually, I'm actually yeah. feeling nervous while we're discussing this right now. <laughs> <laughs> Because you're right, it was always like a Saturday morning and you'd yep, come in with exactly. your snare drum and they would also judge you on like tuning oh, yeah. and sticking and yep. dynamics and rudiments, right? You had to play yep. a few rudiments or something. I just, yep. I'm thinking back and going like, oh my gosh, I, I just remember that feeling of being like a, you know, 13, 12, 13 year old yep. kid and just being like, oh, I'm so nervous. but. Yep. Yeah, but it, that was great. That was great. Um, <laughs> it sets you up for like being in that kind of situation in the future where you're auditioning for something. Absolutely, and that took a while too to to get around to um, yeah. to feel comfortable with. But um, right. so as a result of that, we got I got my results, and uh, you know it was like um, on our way home, my dad made a uh, pit stop at the drum store. He pulls up, and so that. Um, which goes back to what I'm saying about his uh, how he thought it. he never told me this was going to be the case, but I think at that point he knew I was really into it and really dedicated, and so right, like I, you know, let's get the kid a, a drum set. He really seems to be serious. He's going to apply himself, mm-hmm. um, um, and he did. I'm saying it was changed my life, you know. Oh, I also, love that. Yeah, and to have that support too, you know, most people think when I told get into my early history of like music and when asking like I asked for a guitar and then it's like when they bought you drums <laughs> like, yeah they did yeah and, then, and they were also man I just think back on how fortunate I was and how patient my parents were mm-hmm. because as a result of that as you know I was in many bands through junior high school which is more so high school 
because then I started to get really interested in a lot of different styles. And so you kind of have to find, you know, because there weren't very many people that were into a wide variety of styles, or at least, you know, some mm -hmm. of the groups, guys, like most of them that came to play rock music or that's, you know, like heavy rock, or heavy mm -hmm. metal or whatever. And I was into all kinds of things. So, sure. Um, so with that came with the bands that I was in, usually came with the rehearsing and which is usually ended up being at my, my folks house. Of course, and you know, they, where the drums are, that's where the, <laughs> well, yeah. Well, especially when you couldn't drive, you know, Yes. Um, yeah. so they would always, you know, my mom, your parents come home for work too, just before they even get home to like a blaring garage for it's like, I can't only imagine it's like after a long day of work, it's like, I know. I gotta hear this. <laughs> you know what I mean? You know, now as a parent and as an yeah. adult, what that takes, yes. what that, you know, how much effort that takes to, to, to do that work all day and come home and really what you want is like some peace. Right. But, oh, yeah. but to I, be so supportive, it's amazing. Uh, it's nothing. Yeah. It's, I don't take it for granted, especially yeah. even more so now I'm kind of just like, wow, I'm really, I'm really fortunate because mm -hmm. I know, I know many people or, you know, young kids were dis discouraged or shut down because, and it's, and it's understandable. Um, so it's, you know, I have to give some extra love to, to my parents for, yeah. for, for tolerating that. And, like, and then now beyond the band practice, it was just my individual practice time. Like, mm -hmm. just like just, you know, having to listen to yes. somebody practice, especially yeah. it's just like, stop, you know, mm -hmm. but let me do it. You know, yeah. as long as I took care of what I needed to take care of. Um, and then it kind of grew from there. And I just, you know, more yeah. bands. And then, I, and then I started studying formally with, um, with a drum teacher in San Antonio named Jeff Ryder. And he was really instrumental in me being, thinking about being a professional, you know, because he was always aware and he was supportive of mm -hmm. me and the, and the bands that I was playing with, you know, uh, we were all the just young, you know, kids, teenagers. Um, mm -hmm. But he put in, a, you know, he put in some extra time and and gave me a lot, you know, a lot of wisdom in terms of like seeing it beyond the band. You know what I mean? Or like, mm -hmm. I'm gonna make it to the top. You know, it's like you can um, you can do this as a as a professional career, it might not be that mm -hmm. and open my mind to a lot more. And also some of the things that he would, you know, introduce to me that I probably would not have sought out on my own and some right. things that were indigenous to the culture of where I was and some of the types of gigs like, you know, Cajunto stuff or cumbias. And I wouldn't have, I wouldn't have at that time, you know, that he's like, I'm not going to go out and seek how to, play a kumbi properly, but he arms me with these things, like you stuff that you should know. Absolutely. And um, and challenged me in a way, without me realizing, I was just always, you know, he expected a lot and he was not playing around. Mm -hmm. And I didn't, didn't want to waste his time, but also, you know, that thing of like, you want the approval of somebody. And uh, yeah, he was really instrumental in, in a lot of things for me. And, mm -hmm. yeah, being here today. That's so incredible. I, yeah. I love that. I think like the educators in our life are 
so important. You never will forget what he did for you, the influence that he had on you. And I, you know, I wonder if um, our teachers get enough credit sometimes. So yeah, full, full credit to, to him. That's right. Um, and they don't sometimes, you know, and I actually, I need to check back in with him. Um, actually, the last time I saw him was at my, my, not, you know, we're keeping consistent, but it's relevant. And, uh, but my, my father passed away last September and, uh, and he was, uh, that was the last time I saw him, you know, mm. he, he attended and came by, but also time has gone by and I was like, I need me to also make a point of just checking in, you know, with people sure. too. It's another Absolutely. thing to keep in mind, like, cause everybody gets busy, but it's, you know, things like that mm -hmm. and, uh, before, you know, make sure that they, you, give them the time and, and the the uh the reverence that they they do i and agree just, just keeping in touch with people too you know yes yeah i know and that and that's something i think that um the past year and a half has given us all a new perspective on this year and a half has given us all a new perspective on as well with the you know the the importance of that connection um, and the, the importance of keeping up, keeping up communication. Yes. Um, and then, you know, it's been a, it's been a year and a half of a lot of loss and, and I was so sorry to hear about your dad and, yeah, um, thank you. you know, absolutely. Um, and I think, I think after this conversation I'll, I'll reach out to, uh, to my teachers as well. Yeah. It's a good reminder to do that. Yeah. I know it, it, whatever it is that you know. Sometimes these things trigger, or, or us just being on mm -hmm. topic, and just mm -hmm. like because I have been thinking about that for the last couple of months. It's like I'm, yeah. I need to check in with Jeff and just. But then something you're in the middle of doing a number of other things, and it just kind of yes slips out. But it's like I'm yeah. So just like with the books, right? Yes, yeah, there's always something going just on. But yes, we're gonna it. do this. We'll remind yes. each other yes. <laughs> for sure. Um, <laughs> And, you know, I just I want to touch upon the thing that you said about um, about wanting to play guitar early on. And that was what, you know, you were drawn to guitar. Yeah. I think that's so significant because you're you're like known for playing with the most killer guitar players. Yeah. Um, right? I kind of looked back at him and was like, wow, I'm, you know, I know a thing or two about great guitar playing. Yes. Seriously. Um, I mean, I mean, yeah. I, looked, I mean, most of my career has been. With guitar and I, it's great. I love it. I feel very fortunate to um and and the all the the, the list of people and artists that I've and it keeps and here I am it's growing you know? right. Yeah, I know. Yeah. I'm thinking about um Lenny Kravitz and and Derek Trucks and Susan Tedeschi Trucks. I mean John and, and Charlie Sutton. Yeah, John Mayer. Yeah. And, um, oh my gosh. And then guys, even in you know. Like Ian Moore, Chris Duarte, Billy White. Um, I mean, really, it's like it's amazing. A lot. Yeah, <laughs> it is a lot. <laughs> I mean, it's incredible. So yeah, amazing that like guitar was was that kind of first like a, attractive instrument to you, and and where you've come over the years, and those amazing artists that you've played with. And I I think about like um, Lenny Kravitz in particular. Um, being a drummer, yeah. you know, Lenny, Lenny plays drums and he's played drums on, on his albums and everything. And I did, I saw a sound check with him 
years and years and years ago. And I remember, I will never, never forget this, um, this sound check because he was so incredibly specific oh, about yeah. when yeah. I thought about <laughs> when I was thinking about you and these, these amazing musicians you play with, I was like, I wonder if JJ had that experience. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So I've never seen anything like it before. It was unbelievable. Yeah. yeah. No, it was great. Um, yes. It was a great opportunity. And unfortunately things didn't pan out for them. It was just sort of like, uh, you know, I don't think it was really for me. Mm -hmm. It didn't go the distance, um, but it sure. was great. Um, and getting some of the insight, it just didn't pan out. Um, but yeah, he's definitely you know, like very specific about. Yes. And, I, and I understandably, you know. Yes. So it was incredible to watch the creative process because you get to see behind the scenes how this all works. But you know, for for me to sit and watch soundcheck and and watch Lenny go to extreme lengths to get the sound perfect. Yes. And he went to every area yeah. in that arena and and checked to make sure how it sounded. And I was just like blown away, incredibly impressed by that, um, you know, to to have that level of artistry that yeah. he's concerned about how everything's sounding to the people in the different areas of the uh, of the seat, you know, seats. And it was just super cool. Yeah, but a huge appreciation for that. I, you yeah. know, it's because that's what it's about. You know, and I love seeing people with that level of work ethic, and also the care not only for their art but for the experience. I mean, who doesn't want to? I mean, who's? I, I appreciate that going mm -hmm. to see when you know you go and see a show and it's like the sounds, and it's not, and it's. I hate to say it, but more often than not, it doesn't sound amazing or mind-blowing but when it does mm -hmm. it's 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 adds that it's an extra level to the experience so you know yeah. and it depends on the um because some things are out of you know like depending upon sort of the venues or structures like like you know sports arenas and oh yeah hockey hockey rinks they're, they're not made for for music mm -hmm. you know people, you know people have do a good job with the space, but those things aren't designed that sound good. Absolutely. Um, so any extra link that people can go to to get it, you know, and I think sometimes it's like, it's just, you, you can do the best you can, but just by nature of, by design and the acoustics, sometimes it's like, yeah, it is what it is. Absolutely. Yeah. And you know, you go to a theater that's just made for audio and it's, yeah. and it's an incredible, I love to see shows in, you know, that smaller kind of like theater environment. I love Me that. too. I really enjoy that. Actually, that's um, most of what we've been doing on this uh, on this run. And it's like, oh, yeah. The, the, everything about it, the feel. Mm -hmm. And I'm also a person that like, I prefer indoors anyways. Mm -hmm. And particularly theaters. Um, it's, there's some, well, for many reasons, sonically. And, yes. and, and theaters vary too, but but they sound way much better than, than uh, sports centers. Yeah, and, yeah. And outdoors, you know, it's kind of like, well, for many reasons, it's like you're dealing, you don't have to deal with elements. Mm -hmm. um, the elements, that's a factor that's off the table. <laughs> yeah, right? exactly. inside, climate controlled, um, those kinds of things. But yeah, I'm not surprised. I mean, it's like, I, just another appreciation for people who are going above and beyond to just present things at the highest quality. Yeah, for and, sure. And, Absolutely. Uh, and, and then, you know, 
the the other the other players that you've played with are just so incredibly fantastic. And now to be to be with Gary Clark Jr., I feel like when you when you told me that, I was just like, it's perfect. That's just perfect. Yeah. I, I can't think of a of a more perfect situation. Um, and just know because knowing your style and your feel and and all of that and his his style too. And I did. Um, He's another one too, kind of similar to Lenny. Like he, he's a multi instrumentalist, so he, he plays a lot of. Actually, I have some clip of him. He was, I'm, I'm not surprised, but he was sitting on my drums. I think at the end of the last run, just during a sound check, and I was. Um, there's a, you know, everybody plays a, a number of the people play. We all play. I mean, mm -hmm. I'm a terrible guitar player, um, but I keep trying. Um, but he was playing. He plays. This is left-handed player but i was in uh but i heard him, he was just playing like with the organ uh, organ player john and he was playing some swing and you know how that is like especially you know i mean i mean just talking about drummers alone playing swing but somebody who's not known but it was like man he sounded great. i have a little video i was catching him. i was like man he sounds great oh that's amazing you know? but he was playing like you know over here because mm -hmm. i set up but still, I was like, man, it just—he has that natural feel, mm -hmm. but it sat right, you know, how it's supposed to. That's just, so cool. I can, I can, I can picture that. That's yeah. so cool. I did. Um, I, I think he opened for this years and years and years ago. He, he was opening for a band that I was going and I was interviewing, so I was really. I had a schedule that I had to follow and I cannot remember. It might've been hosier possibly. Okay. Um, but I was there, I was filming and he got up on stage. Um, and it was just him because the, the something had happened and the band got stuck somewhere and he was, he was coming from like a different city and he was there by himself. And he said, Oh, I'll just, I'll just play solo. I'll just, you know, play my guitar and sing. And this was years and years back. So I hadn't, I had heard his name. I had never seen him play. And um, I was backstage like doing this interview and I heard him and I was like, what is going on out there? I have to, I have to yeah. go out. And then that's when the guys told me that, you know, the band had gotten stuck and he was, you know, just playing solo and it was unbelievable. The yeah. whole set was unbelievable. And so yeah. I believe it, I really enjoyed, yeah, I enjoy listening to him sometimes just playing by himself you mm -hmm. know, and accompanying himself because because he's an amazing guitar player and his voice is amazing. And yes. it's just, yeah, it's satisfying. It's very, I mean, it's moving. You know Absolutely. I mean? Yeah. You talk about like music that evokes emotion. Yeah. Absolutely. And, it's, and, it's, it's amazing. Yeah, he doesn't really need a band. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And uh, I'm, I'm still just as engaged. Is what I mean. It's like yeah, yeah. for sure. But That's I can't. Weird. I can't wait to hear you all together. Yeah. Psyched it's, about it's it. It's been a lot of fun. It's and uh, so I can only see things growing from here. It's just like in the dialogue that we have too. It's all this feels really nice. I think we're all really enjoying where we are and looking mm -hmm. towards the future. You know. Mm -hmm. and, and having the opportunity to be able to do that since we're all in you know the same town right um, that makes a difference so right cultivating yeah. something local it feels it feels like a good time and it's selfishly for me but also for where we're at and I think collectively where everyone wants to try to achieve here it's it's something that yeah, I've never really had 
Yeah, well, that's amazing. And I did want to touch on being in Austin too. You know, it's um, live, is it live music, musical capital, live music capital, right? Or is, I think that's what it's. I mean, that's the, somebody, somebody, somebody says went, that. Somebody right? ran with that phrase. It's kind of, <laughs> it's a little, you know, it's like, yeah, you know. But it I is mean, a, it's, great, it's a great town. It's, it's a, a great, great town. music town. And it's one of the few because of the community, you know. Yes, the, yes. The way that, that the music community there supports uh, everyone. Everyone and all styles, right? I think yeah. I, you know, I've been to South by Southwest so many times and, um, and just, and also been there for PASIC. I think there was a PASIC there that I was oh, at. Oh, yeah. Um, um, I wasn't there. I think I was out of town when that came to Austin. I've been to a couple in San Antonio mm -hmm. a long yes. time ago. Yeah, exactly. Um, but I just, anytime I'm in Austin, it's just, there's so many, not only opportunities to hear music, but like different styles of music, Yeah, you know? So I love that. I love Me it. Me too. And it, it's, it's great. You know, it's another thing with, with an opportunity coming up and being able to have, get the experience to do mm -hmm. those things um, and having a variety of things to learn. And um, as a young player or whatever, just, you know, that's available and those things are a part of really essential, I think, in development. And I, yes. one of the things that I feel fortunate to have grown up in a, in a place where you, you know, there were a lot of those things available for you to, to learn, you mm -hmm. know, and then uh, and hone, hone things together and really get the, um, the nuance and the, the fundamentals and the essence of those different styles, you know, so it's playing country music, blues, obviously, mm -hmm. um, jazz, um, I mean, salsa. Yeah. Um, on and on, and just another just random like art avant-garde projects as well. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, so I feel fortunate to be able to dabble in all those fields in you know, that town, and then and the uh, and the you know the the variety of uh, musicians around too. Mm -hmm. So absolutely, yeah. and still growing, you know. Yeah, and you and you all have you you have dates on the calendar. I saw a bunch of dates. I'll I'll put a link um in the description yeah. about you know to um to the website so that people can check out where you guys will be awesome. coming up. And I can't wait to check out the album too. That's super exciting. Yeah, um, it is. And of one of the things I just I have to I have to mention this. Usually when I get ready for a podcast. I'll put, you know, everyone's social media handles and all of that in the description. Um, and one of the things about you is that you are. <laughs> off I, don't do <laughs> I don't. I don't. Yeah, I don't participate in those forums. You do so. not. You do not yeah. participate. And I just wanted to talk to you a little bit about that because um, I admire that incredibly, and. I like we were talking about earlier out of necessity, I am on these things and keeping up with them, but I can, I can imagine a life unplugged from that. And, you know, kind of like you have, you have managed to not need that. Like it's not part of what you do. And it, that's pretty incredible. Um, it's fortunate. It's nothing I'm, you know, I just sort of, uh, as things were in that world were kind of evolving and, and going in that direction, um, like I'm also somebody who never had a business card, you know what I mean? Like, mm -hmm. uh, um, and I'm not, I'm not putting myself in a place. It's like, I'm a, it's just like, it's just things that felt 
genuine to myself. Mm-hmm. And also just kind of, I, I kind of looked over the shoulder of the development of social media as it was from the early days to especially now. Sure. And I feel like I get my share of, of being informed on those things enough from hearing from other, almost everybody, I mean, everybody I know, you know, mm-hmm. from my kids to my mom to, <laughs> so I hear, I hear enough of the traffic to, it can be up to date, but I don't, you know, beyond that, it's like, I feel like that's enough for me. Sure. To be informed and, or, and then most of the time it's like either stuff is, it's funny or it's controversial or, mm-hmm. you know, and that's, you know, I couldn't imagine being plugged into that as, you know, I feel like I have a hard enough time managing my time without having that addition of that too. So it's just sort of what I'm, I just, what feels right for me. And that yes. feels good for me. And I've been fortunate enough to, to be able to still remain in contact with people or whoever needs to get in contact with me can do so fairly easily Yeah, you know, with, the, with the network of, you know, our community and people. Somebody always, they need to get in touch with you. They'll, they'll find a way, they'll right? They'll find a way. And yes. I'm, and I'm good with that, you know? Yeah. There's, there's so much dissonance and that's going on out there. I was like, I, I just, for my own self-preservation, Yes. This is what works. I for the, can for the time being. <laughs> yeah. so there was a few friends of like, you should just get like a like a fake Instagram account. I was like, well, why? <laughs> because then I know if I did, then I, it was like that now that's there and then I would be engaging in that. It's like and mm-hmm. I think it's people are doing some amazing things on there and, and getting the they're sharing their music. There's so many benefits. I understand it. I'm just like sure. I don't, I don't feel I needed in my life at this point. Yeah. Well, if the artists that you're playing with are out there sharing the music, it's out there, right? Yeah, exactly. Um, and that's, and that's wonderful. And yeah. I think, you know, nowadays it's, um, it's a really kind of almost like an alternate reality where a lot of people gauge their level of success mm. on how on the numbers of social media and maybe um, not things that they maybe would have used to measure in the past. And so I think it's tough. It is tough. And I I don't, that stuff doesn't interest me. Yeah. So just, I mean, it's all keeping, you know, perspective. It's like Mm -hmm. being able to look, it's like, man, those, those things don't motivate me. Mm -hmm. Um, I I know where I stand and I know what, um, you know, your strengths and your shortcomings and just being very, very honest about that. And, uh, yeah, you know, I only have something to prove to myself. That's about it. And, uh, I like that. I try to keep myself, apply myself to a certain standard. Um, but that's it. I like that. That's great. It's, it's good, you know, and it's, and it's, um, you're very authentic and you are who you are and, you know, I, I like that. I, I do find um, the thing about social media that that's disturbing in a lot of ways is the way that you can manipulate your how people see you or yeah. who you are, who you are. And I'll say that with air quotes. Yeah. Um, because it is, you know, you can show a certain side of yourself and you can um, filter yourself to where you don't even look like yourself anymore. And that yeah. part of it is, is a little bit scary to me, um, you know, because it is like an alternate reality. So I think there is a way to use it authentically, mm-hmm. um, but then 
you know, to be able to be detached from that is it's pretty fantastic in this in this day and age. It is because I could see myself getting on there and it would just be another thing that I'm like, I mean, you know, it's I have issues at times with like series, you know, on the streaming network sure. and then, I'll, you know, if there's something I'm into, especially given the time right now, but I'll cram. It's like I'll put all stuff that mm-hmm. I should have got to, but I can't stop. You know, it's like it's right, it right. I find I'm fascinated with it. I'm I'm all in. That's, I'm kind of that's also knowing myself too. It's like how yeah, that's smart. And that's uh, really really smart. I just uh, had this. I just had this funny image of you. <laughs> Getting on social media and like learning, the, <laughs> learning the TikTok dances, JJ, and like. <laughs> oh well, you know, I mean, that's another thing. I bet you somebody there's. Well, that's another thing with. Um, we have a media uh, person that travels with us, and it's like mm-hmm. family. Um, and so, who knows? Because it's like stuff gets silly out here, and I'm yeah, I'm kind of a silly person. I don't yeah, yeah. I'm a sucker for you know lcd humor yeah. um and just being goofy um so some of those things are documented sometimes and it's yeah, like yeah you have to have fun yeah absolutely um yeah. you know I, I have to that's part of that's also part of who i am for I sure that. and i like silly stuff yeah you have to yeah this this is this industry is it's fun like mm-hmm. you know and and it's and it is a lot of work, like we mentioned earlier, and being on the road is not easy, but the fact that, <clears throat> excuse me, the fact that you get to make music and make people happy yes. and play with other musicians and bring your creativity out in such a way that it makes other people happy and affects them in a positive way. It's like, what's better than that, right? So not much, yeah. Yes, I love yeah. it. I love me it. Too. Um, well, before we go, I just want to ask if you have any advice for musicians who are coming up now. And I know it's a little bit of a different world nowadays with uh, the way things are. But if you have any advice or insight into uh, what they should be thinking about or focusing on. I see. Well, I mean, always being genuine, you know, it's be your true self. I mean, many, many things like I mean, you know, many um, others had said before because I think these things are worth saying and repeating. Um, you know, putting in the time, and and also kind of how do you handle yourself with other people? You know, and kind of response to you talking about like um, how people uh, present themselves on a social media, and because impressions, first impressions, particularly are very important and I've seen how those things make the difference in people's lives or careers and um, you know how you carry yourself and and how you talk to people and mm-hmm. um, and treat people and then being professional or being prepared and and being somebody that's likable I mean not that you have to go out to not be who you are but just also being able to read people and read a room Mm-hmm. And so knowing when to interject or just be quiet, you know, all of those things are important. And it's obvious. It's like working on your craft. Um, but just sort of, you know, social behavior, because it's also another thing I've kind of seen in society now This kind of trips me out. Um, you know, people that are adults and then it's like, actually, you know, the amount of time that they've been around, you would think people would know how to behave. Mm-hmm. 
And, you know, just, and I mean that in a way of like treating people respectfully. Sure. And, um, and just being mindful. Um, Cause sometimes, you know, I think people will just reading the room and making sure you're, you're engaged and treating people respectfully. But obviously you put in your time and working on and being honest about where you are in your development and, and be you, you know, cause I think I also see a lot of people trying to, it's hard to say we're impressionable, especially by talented musicians and, you know, but you find it, finding your own way to do things and finding your own voice, you know, you can only have so many, you know, there's only one of each of us. Mm-hmm. And making sure you find your voice, I, you know, staying inspired. And I, those things are inspiring, but finding a way to be, <clears throat> find yourself through those things that inspire you to have your own voice. I love that. Just being respectful to people. Yes, absolutely. We need more compassion. We do. We do need more compassion, especially nowadays. Mm -hmm. That's that's exactly what we need. And I like that. Be you. Find your own voice. I love that. That's perfect. Perfect. Well, Mm -hmm. I cannot wait to hear the new music that you mentioned. And. And to see you again, hopefully sooner than later. Yes, me too. I'll keep you posted. and um, Yeah, and let's just stay in contact. Obviously, if I'm close to you, I'll be reaching out. For sure, for sure. We're we're holding off on certain markets until I think we are a little bit more, have a definitive idea when this is going to be wrapped up. For sure. I understand that. Yeah. But we will uh, we'll see each other again. And in the meantime, we're going to go and contact our teachers. And thank yes, you. That's, right. <laughs> that's what we're going to do. Yes. Um, but thank you so much, JJ. It's been wonderful catching up with you. And Absolutely. so happy that things are going really well for you. you. And um, yeah, again, can't wait to see the new music. I'll put some links in the description so everyone can check out your tour dates. Awesome. Thank you, Sarah. So great to see you and chat. Thanks for having me. Thank you. Talk to you soon. All righty. Okay. Bye. Bye-bye. Thank you for tuning in today. Join us each Tuesday for new episodes of Sarah Hagen Backstage.